You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. I have hit the button. And according to my little timer, we are live on Twitch. Everybody wave. Say hi. What? Hello. Hey, I'm Chris. This is Twitch. Gross. That's Dan. That's Eric. Gentlemen. Hey, hey. How are we doing? Are we doing? Are we I'm doing tired. okay? okay. <laughs> Eric's been just having a week. And it's I've only been, Monday. Yeah, it's, it's Monday, yeah. It's only Monday, and Eric's having a week already. So strange week it's been. Lemon, it's Wednesday. <laughs> I know, right? Let's get some re- we'll get some references in now already. So how's everybody doing? Doing all right. Don't all jump at once now. Doing it's good. fine. I it's feel fine. like uh, like you know what? I'll I'll go ahead and introduce the pup now. Yes, Eric's got to have his pup on camera. Also, welcome to the nerd table those of you who are listening later. Oh yeah, uh, multiple yes, places you can get podcasts. Hi Yasha, say hi. Oh look hi, at the puppy. Yeah, she doesn't know where to look. She's looking at the the monitor right now. She's like, you're looking at the, the people who are talking to her. <laughs> she's got little socks. That's why I picked her. So notice Aww. that she's all black and the white socks. Picked her because she's adorable. I picked her out based on features. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that's a thing, right? Yeah. You call her the <laughs> orphan maker? All day. Well, I'm very happy for you and your pup. Your yeah, we've, exhausting. we've been doing, we've got quite a lot to, to talk about lately. We've all been watching stuff, uh, in some cases listening to stuff, at least in my case we are. Uh, we're doing this live on Twitch. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this episode, you don't get to see the puppy. So sorry about that. But, you know, we we did say we were going to do this on Twitch. And we're doing this on Twitch, so, like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And we're going we're gonna to get to watch Eric fumble around when the dog does anything. And <laughs> deal with the pup. That's going to be a fun, yeah. fun treat for all of us. Maybe one of the cats will make a cameo appearance while we're doing this. They just went My to the yeah. Well, they just went to the vet on Saturday for their annual. They're healthy, happy kitties. Well, they're healthy. I don't know how happy they were at the vet's office. Oh dear God! <laughs> oh, not that no. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Well, this is going to be the whole episode. It's going to be Eric dealing with the dog. And oh, every. Like still in the rats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man. So, now that you're done dealing with that, uh, we have your attention for the next three minutes until the dog does something else. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, I have never owned a dog. Dan, have you ever owned a dog? Not for very long. When I was young, we were trying to get dogs and cats, but I couldn't handle it, allergy-wise. 
Did you ever get over the cat allergy? Because you had a cat for a long time. I mean, not really, but... But you still did it. Yeah, pick and choose your battles. Uh, the cat was bought when I was off at college <laughs> for my sister. So, of course, my father loved it mo- the most, and then the cat loved my father the most. So, Is that usually how it works? Is it true that's that, like... like that's the like fam- the meme. Like, the meme of, like, the dad doesn't want the cat at all, and then they're just, like, best friends. They're the best friends, yeah. That's usually how that works. <sighs> I've always wanted the pets that we've gotten. Um, we've had fish... I wasn't too keen on the fish, but I liked the fish that we had. But we never had a dog. We it was always cats. I can't say fish or pets, man. Like, I feel like a, a pet actually needs to be able to pet them, right? And you really yeah, there's, there's no companionship with a fish. Yeah. So oh, we got fish. You can pet what the else? fish. You can. <laughs> it's not very nice towards the fish. No, it's oh. not. <laughs> We actually got fish at one point when I was growing up because I won a goldfish at a town carnival, and my entire family's like, be prepared for it to be dead when you wake up tomorrow. That fish lived so long, we got more fish, and it had a full aquarium, and all the other fish died before that carnival fish did. Damn. We won a fish in a carnival, and I think it lasted six months. That's pretty good, too. This one was like five years, at least. It was crazy. That is actually pretty nuts. I, I remember that fish. I'm trying to remember what we named it. It had a name. Named ours Pat, because you didn't know if it was a boy or a girl, just like the, at that time, current SNL series of sketches. Oh, my God. Way to where date. There was... That's a way to date yourself right there. Yeah, so, yeah, we're talking... 91, 92, oh I was 9, 10 years old. I was like 8 or 9 years old, yeah. And yeah, there was a snow sketches with the character where no one knew it was a man or woman, and her name was Pat. Yeah, I remember the sketches. They were horrible, and they made a movie that was also horrible. We, and they're like, we've got my, for that. my lover's in town or whatever, and they're like, oh, what's your, what's your significant other's name? And it was like another... Name that could have been either. It's a lo- well, there's a lot of gender-neutral names. I mean, Chris can be gender-neutral. It could be Christina, Christian. But to be fair... To be fair... There are the female uh, versions of Chris and the male versions of Chris, but the female versions of Chris don't usually stop with Chris. It's Chrissy or Christy. Same with Dan. There's Danielle, but they don't short it to Dan. They short it to Danny with just one eye or whatever. So, Or Danny Boy, listening to The Shining on Audible, D-A-N-N-Y. Danny Boy. So I'm listening to The Shining on Audible for my to get myself into spooky mode. Have you guys ever read the book or at least seen the movie? You know I don't like scary movies. <laughs> I love that scene. In I Ready have been a movie. Been a long time. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time, if not my number one favorite horror movie. I know there's supposed to be a lot of significant differences. So far, the only real differences I've noticed is just the attention to detail, doing the uh, the history of Jack Torrance. You know, there there are entire chapters dedicated to. I think I'm on like chapter 24 right now, which I'm not even 
halfway through the book yet because Stephen King. But there's like an entire chapter dedicated to him having a flashback to the time that he beat the living shit out of one of his students and that's how he lost his teaching job because the guy was stuttering at him and it pissed him off and he was in a bad mood because he drank so he just beats the crap out of the kid. And they're like, yeah, we're going to have to fire you for that. So you, you take that stuff out and you just focus on Jack being unstable and everything in this hotel and kind of going nuts. That's really the only main difference so far. I know that Danny went into the infamous, I think it's like 234 in the movie, but in the book it's room 217 where the lady was murdered in the bathtub and Danny actually sees the corpse and the corpse attacks him. And that's kind of where I am right now, but at the same time, you don't, you're not really supposed to know that the corpse actually exists and attacked the kid. All you know right now is that the kid got attacked, the wife thinks it's the husband, the husband thinks it's the wife. But everything else, you know, the kid having The Shining can read his thoughts and everything. Most of that I stuff's in there. I think you mean The Shining? <laughs> you want to get seed? i do some Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. It is that time of year. Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. I went on our partner show, the United We Fan Podcast, and talked about Treehouse of Horror last year. Well, some of the best Halloween specials that you're going to watch. The Treehouse of Horrors. And I will watch this year's, even though I don't watch Modern Simpsons. I will 100% watch the Halloween episode, because I watch it every year. I think last year they did a they did a Toy Story parody. That was only kind of cool, because they used the Toy Story animation style to tell the story. But I don't remember it being anything to write home about. But at the same time, they've parodied so much stuff, I'm... Not even sure what's left to parody at this point. They did Stranger Things. They did Paranormal Activity. They've done The Omen. They've done The Exorcist. They've done all the the slasher films. They've done all the classic monster movies. What's left to tell? What else is there? Well, there's one coming on the 10th, so we'll find out. A parody like Sharknado or something? Oh my God! What were they? What were they even? Dude, using? Last year, dude, last year they parodied Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, but here's the thing: it was <laughs> it was into the Homerverse, and you think it's going to sound like a cool concept, but it's just an excuse to parody Spider-Verse and make different Homers. But the actual story itself doesn't. Once all the Homers get together, they don't do anything interesting. Isn't there like an old school one where he runs into old Homers, and then there's Peter Griffin as well? Yeah, when he's cloning himself. Yeah. He's cloning himself, and the clones start getting weirdly mutated, and then one of them is Peter Griffin in the crowd. And then the one that it zooms in on is the old Tracy Ullman version of Homer, and he goes, let's go out for frosty chocolate milkshakes. <laughs> so we'll, we will discuss that. So I mentioned this earlier today. I released a new episode for our wonderful, awesome patrons. Patreon.com slash Club Kayfabe. I'll get the plug in right there. And I mentioned some of the stuff we're going to be doing for them. So I'm going to mention this here on this show because this is going to be a show that's coming to CKCC Radio, not just for the patrons, but it's going to feature the patrons. We're going to start a new show once a month. We're going to record this. Or, yeah, we're going to go for once a month. Maybe the bi-weekly thing will pop up. And, oh, hello. Hello, Soldat0179. Let me get my 
Let me get my uh, shout-outs in as people show up in the chat here so we can say hi. So I'll try to keep an eye over here on the chat. We know it's you, Randy, but we're reading your username. If you don't want your real name revealed, you don't have to, but that's, that's fine with me. All right, so here's the concept of it's called the lightning roundtable. Lightning round, roundtable, yada, yada, yada pun. So I asked Ref Matt for permission to use this concept. Although he ripped off the concept from another show, so... But I still asked him for permission because I was getting the idea from him. So the idea is, anybody who's a content creator on our channel or a patron can come onto the roundtable. There will only be four seats available, plus me as the, moder as the moderator. So technically five, but I'm not counting myself. There's going to be four guest seats. So let's say the two of you want to hop in an episode... And then maybe two of our patrons, Randy and Adrian, want to hop in on one. That becomes the roundtable. And then the idea is we have various topics we can discuss that people can send in. Or what I'll do is I'll get like a list of things that you would want to talk about that week. Or just things that might interest you or things in like current events or anything that might interest you. And then I'll just shoot off a topic and I'll be like, okay, we're going to discuss the voice cast for the Super Mario movie. And then I'm going to hit a timer. And in that time, let's say five minutes, we discuss the topic. And then when the timer's up, you click the timer. The topic's done. Everybody has to shut up about the topic. We move on to the next one. The show they used to do was called Time Limit Draw, and that was the idea behind it. So it's basically controlled chaos. But for those five minutes, if you've got something <clears> to say, <throat> you got to say it. <laughs> Say it, get your point out, have your discussion, run through your roundtable. But when the timer's up, you got to shut up, and we're moving on to the next one. So if you want to be a, if you're a content creator or a patron, you will have an invitation to be on that show. What I'll do is I'll reach out when we're looking at a time to record it. I'm on alternating three day weekends right now on my work schedule, so I'll it'll probably be on one of those alternating weekends because that's when I'll have the most time to do stuff. I'll be like, all right, so we're going to do it on this day. Who's available? We'll work out of time. The first four people to basically respond and commit to it, get the seats. And then if you're not a patron or you're not a member, you're a content creator, you have to be specially invited to be on the show. And everybody who's going to be on that week has to agree to let you on. So we'll give an example over here on our... Our partner shows, for example, let's say that Mark Adams wanted to be on one of the roundtables. I would have to make sure that there was A, a seat open, and B, that the other people were okay with him taking that seat and we weren't kicking anybody else off. So that's going to basically be the rule there. But we're gonna, still going to air it on the channel so everybody can hear it, but you have to be a content creator or a patron to be able to participate. And I think that that's fair. So, what would be, let's, let's talk about some of the, the topics and everything that are currently going on, and we'll use that as the example. So, like, we just had the Nintendo Direct. Um, they're releasing new trailers for content coming out this fall. The Haw I mean, let's say the Hawkeye trailer, for example. You want to discuss the Hawkeye trailer and your expectations for the show. And you got four minutes to do it. I'll hit the timer, and I'll just sit back and let you go. And then, Dan, say your piece about the Hawkeye trailer. And Dan's like, yeah, I love Hawkeye, and I'm looking forward to it. It's Christmas-themed, and all of a sudden, the timer goes off. I'm like, nope, that's it, you're done. I didn't even get to mention the Steve Rogers musical! 
<laughs> well, it's too late. <laughs> too late. Got to move on. <laughs> so it should be a really fun content. I, I really liked the time limit draw concept when they were doing it. Uh, I'd love to do it kind of like what we're doing here, where we've got the uh, the screens and everything set up. So, yeah, every time I look sideways, I'm actually looking at us actually recording so people can understand <laughs> how this is working here. This is how I pay attention to things. But, like, how we've got everything kind of set up here, maybe I'll do it like this. And that way we can see everybody, and then I can go time up, and on Discord I can mute people. So if somebody won't shut up, not that I'm going to give any examples there, but I can think of... One specific content creator of ours who has a problem shutting up. Uh, yeah, I'll just hit the mute button and be like, nope, you're you done. Do the, uh, the around the horn mute button thing? <laughs> Pretty much, I'm yeah. I'm trying to figure out who it is, and I'm just like, I have no, I have no idea who it is. You're not going to know who it is, but Dan will know who it is. Dan probably has a pretty good guess. You know what I just saw? Danhausen is going to be doing a tag match with Fandango, and their team name is Fandanhausen. Oh my god, that's amazing. I'm alright with that. I'm more than okay with that. Um, but I want, I do actually want to discuss a hot topic here. Now I'm gonna pull ooh, up... Ooh, ooh. Is it the uh, guilty verdict for racketeering on R. Kelly? That wasn't going to be the idea, but okay, maybe we can talk about that if you really want to. No, I don't have no, anything I, to I follow sure. through on that, except I that. I got nothing else other than that. I, I just but R. Kelly was doing ma- mafia shit? Yeah, apparently. He was running like a illegal crime organization or whatever. Like, get out of here. To piss on girls? I'm gonna piss on you. Yeah, to actually, it was racketeering for like um, underage girl. Oh, thing. okay, that's not good. Yeah, it's one and thing to be doing illegal that's gambling, but that's another thing. There's nothing that's going to derail us from mentioning that stuff. It's just that you drip, know, drip, drip. We're mentioning facts. <laughs> All right, so they released. The voice cast for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes. And the internet had a collective meltdown over this. I Uh, mean, it's severely stunt-casted with known celebrities. Yes. But I have a couple of points I want to bring up, so let me just quickly mention who's on here. Y'all can't see the iPad, but this this is the iPad on the IMDb's right here. All right, so uh, is it Anya or Anya Taylor J? Because it's spelled A N Y A. So I don't know I'm, what the proper pronunciation of that is. She was she was magic in uh, New Mutants, and she plays the grown up version of the little girl in the chess show on Netflix that came out last year. Uh, okay. which, the Queen's Gambit is that it? Yes, that's yeah. the chess show. Okay. That was on Netflix last year. So she's going to be Princess Peach. I haven't seen her in enough things to have an opinion on that one way or the other. I recommend New Mutants. It's actually kind of it's actually pretty fun. Okay. I will I, I will watch that. I'll wait until you're done saying all the people who are involved in it because just because. Oh, we're doing this. We're doing this by individual person. So, <laughs> I, I'm I just. I'm. S- 
I don't have a problem with anybody they cast. Okay. And they should all be in this movie. They just should not have the roles that they have. Okay. Well, this is going to make this in pretty interesting here. That might be a different take that I've seen. So first things first, I just want to say I'm really happy that this is even happening. Because if this movie turns out to be any decent kind of good, Nintendo is finally going to open the door and let other movies be made, which is something that we've all wanted. Everybody wants a Zelda movie. Everybody wants a Metroid movie. Everybody wants a Star Fox movie. We might actually get that. I mean, Detective Pikachu kind of helped them open up the doors and be like, you know what? This might actually work. Maybe we should try something. And I think they're doing it the smart route. They're doing it animated for Mario. We're not going to try another live action, which we all know how that turned out. Although I've read the behind the scenes stuff about why it turned out as the way it did. And it's just because they went through like four directors and 16 script rewrites. I think 16 is actually being a generous number there. Are we talking about the show or the movie? The movie. Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. That's the other thing. What happened to John Leguizamo? Like, what's he doing now? (laughs) Well, I'm on IMDb, so hold on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so John Leguizamo's last credit was for a Batman audiobook, and he's the Riddler. So that's actually pretty cool. Uh, we know he was in The Mandalorian. Let's see. He's done lots and lots of voice work, it looks like. For the most part. Yeah, he's basically been focusing on voice work and nothing really overly big, but nothing really, like, nothing that small either. Okay. Well, good question. We needed to know what he was up to, and now we do. So let's discuss... Chris Pratt as Mario. Opinions on Chris Pratt as Mario. Um, Chris Pratt is great. Um, I, in my opinion, he just should not be Mario. Like, if you're going to put him in the universe, and, and hear me out, I think he would have been great as Bowser. He might have been. He would have been a better Bowser. What makes you think him as Bowser over who they cast as Bowser, who we're going to get to in a minute? I just think, like, we are already seeing him in too many hero roles. You know what I mean? Like... Star-Lord? I, I feel like he just needs to branch out. Emmett Burkowski? And Andy Dwyer? Owen? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean... Those he are actually good, his top four credits, he does too. a good blank, whatever, the heroic neutral or whatever that like, they look for. Yeah. For, he, just a random, like a basic everyman. Like, he does great. All the actors. Yeah, if, if we had to put an alignment on him, I would say he's, like, true neutral. He's, <laughs> like, he was great in um, Lego Movie. I think he's chaotic, personally. Oh, his personality is totally chaotic. <laughs> yeah. You're saying, like, him as the hero would be a true neutral. He's not. Yeah. He he could play off true neutral. Like, I could see him be, like, neutral good type of thing, you know? Like, 
Okay. Not chaotic. Come on, stop eating my stuff. <laughs> that's gonna be the uh, that that's the chaotic neutral right there. Now the pup the puppy's chaotic good. Pu- all puppies are good, but they're also all chaotic. That's chaotic good. All right, so I don't hate Pratt as Mario. I. It was a surprise to me to see where they were going with that. But I mean, he's obviously not going to be full-on Italian. No, and I'm so... All right, so this is a big thing that came up because Charles Martinet is going to appear in the movie, but he's not voicing Mario, and I saw people complain about that. And my very first reaction, and I don't remember who pointed this out on my Facebook, so I apologize for not giving you the credit, but... Somebody was like, do you really want to hear the French guy doing the bad Italian accent for 90 minutes? Because I don't. And I was like, neither do I. Yes. Yeah, that... he doesn't, he never said much as the voice of Mario. Yeah, the, the most you would ever get would be like the credits of a video game, like the end of Mario Kart or something, where he's like, hey, you're very good. See you next time. And I'm like, yeah, I can't, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. In a major motion picture role, so even no, if you're voice, yeah. So even if you disagree with Pratt in the role, I'm sorry, but Martin A. doing that accent for that long was not going to be good. It just wasn't. That would have been like if Mario made it into Ralph Breaks the Internet, like he was originally rumored to do, till they cut his role. Then I could have been like, all right, yeah, give Charles Martin A. in there, do a wah or a wahoo or something. And that that's fine. I'm fine with that. But yeah, now nah, we for this. And the other thing is that because it's been so long since we've gotten like the Mario cartoons and everything, Mario was fine in the animated roles, whether it was Captain Lou Albano or the other voice actor they used for Mario three and Mario World. I mean, yeah, it was a goofy concept and everything, but they've done it before in that Saturday morning type atmosphere. So it's not like. It's not like we're completely regressing or anything. We're just... We're, we're making Mario talk normal. He's probably still going to be Mario and have the Mario personality. He's And he's, he's just going to sound like Chris Pratt. <laughs> so, again, I don't have an issue with this. Now, I understand people who do. I'm not taking that away from them. But I'm fine with the, the voice cast. However, with that said... Uh, Mario was not the voice cast that I got the most excited for. The one that sold me was when they revealed that Luigi was going to be Charlie Day. And as soon as I saw that, I immediately went, that's it, I have to see this movie. Like, that that sold on that. To just have Luigi as... And I hope that he is as Charlie Day as he is in everything else. I hope he's the most Charlie Day in this. In fact, that was one of my favorite things that they did. Like, so like Pacific Rim is a good action movie, but it doesn't have a lot else going on, except for Charlie Day scenes. Uh, I liked Monsters University, even though it wasn't as good as Monsters Inc. One of my favorite things was Charlie Day as the one monster. Put Charlie Day in it, I'm sold. So, hell, he's him and Chris Pratt are reuniting from the Lego Movie because he was the astronaut, Benny the astronaut. Spaceship? Spaceship? 
So yes, uh, Charlie Day as Luigi. Any thoughts on Charlie Day as Luigi? Like him. his voice? No, perfect. Good, good role. <clears throat> I mean, we watch Always Sunny, right? Or yeah, we get at least conspiracy, seen conspiracy theory, Luigi. I think I've actually seen that as a meme <laughs> yeah. already. It's, it's the Charlie Day thing, but he's got like the Luigi hat on, and it's all the conspiracy stuff behind him. It's always Koopa Lang. <laughs> <laughs> This is all the places Peach could be. <laughs> Just I like, mean, I'm. Eh. I'm fine. I with tell this. you, Mario. I tell you, Mario. It's the canoodling. The canoodling, Mario. It's all on purpose. <laughs> I love it. He can save anything. Now let's discuss who Bowser actually got cast as. Eric, do you want to take this one? Jack Black. <laughs> Oh yeah, and I love him, and he would be great as Bowser, but like his level of energy, it needs the starlight. So unless it's a movie about Bowser, he needs to be Mario. <laughs> like I love Chris Pratt, but he does not bring the same energy that Jack Black does. I don't think... in any role. I feel like even in Jack's, like. Lowest roles, and I'm not saying lowest as in bad. I'm just saying like low energy roles. Even like Kung Fu Panda is a perfect example. You think it's that's like, low energy? <laughs> well, Jack Panda. Skadoosh. For, he is a for, panda. For Jack, yes. He is a panda. But yeah. like, pandas are so lazy I, that they that they're going extinct because they are unwilling to put forth. The energy to have sex. Do you want to know which four movies IMDb picked to be Jack Black's top four? Uh, Jumanji? No. School, um, School of Rock. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's a fucking fantastic yeah. movie. High yeah. Fidelity. Nacho Libre. Have and then seen. King Kong. King Kong, really? I, I'd even put, like, Be Kind Rewind before King Kong. I mean, I, I think it's just because of the whole Peter Jackson blockbuster. It thing. was a big blockbuster movie, and he is one of the main characters in it. So I, I can I, I can understand that. Ten percent of the people that have seen Be Kind of Rewind are in this call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's... But it was a good movie. That's it fair. Is a good movie. Year one as well. <laughs> So, do you think that if they're casting Jack Black as Bowser, it's going to be a more comedic style of Bowser? I think that in order for this to be like, re- like to actually get that energy from Jack Black, it has to involve Bowser and Mario working together for something. I don't think it's going to be the norm of, oh, we need to like go save the princess and Bowser has the princess and they just do that little monologue of where like, well, I'll try this. Why didn't that work? You know, type of thing. I don't think that could be the case. I think it's got to be something like, (laughs) for instance, Super Mario RPG-esque, right? They join forces to do something. There's a bigger threat. So you're kind of hoping that the opening act is basically going to be your standard Mario thing and then that's going to be that that's going to be it. I yeah, I hope the opening act is a normal Mario thing. We're just like, really, Bowser, the princess again. How many times are you gonna do this? And then like, they it win wasn't and me. They go off. It, and he goes on to a full song and dance number, 
And then he tells him that Birdo took the princess. Oh, man. What a twist. What a twist. Or what's his face? The freaking rat from the first Mario Land game. Mauser? I could just... I just picture Mario oh, no. breaking into Bowser's house. You said Mario Land and then, Game Boy. That's uh, yeah. that's the the alien Tatanga or something like that. Yeah. Or they'll be like, no, it was Wario. It was Wart. <laughs> Bring back the Mario Two villain. <laughs> Maybe it will be Wario. Uh, well, here's the other thing. Fun. Donkey Kong's in the movie. Yes. And Donkey Kong is going to be Seth Rogen. Donkey Good choice. Yeah, I don't have any more feedback for that. I mean, if you're gonna, if Donkey Kong's gonna talk, who else could it be? I, (laughs) I want it to be high Seth Rogen, like high Donkey Kong. (laughs) It's just add too many bananas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they should bring in Jay Baruchel to be Diddy Kong then. That would be amazing. Have them work off each other again. (laughs) James Franco has Diddy Kong. (laughs) Oh, man, that would be great. Uh, Cranky Kong is in the movie. Yeah. Frank Armisen is going to be the voice of Cranky Kong. Again, big voice actor, tons of voice credits. So, that was this. What if this is the start? What if this is the start of your Smash Brothers universe? Uh, I'm saying it's gonna be. <laughs> now, now I got to figure out who they're gonna cast as Link. Who's gonna be Kirby? Who's gonna be Tom Nook? Who's gonna be Bayonetta? Who's gonna what be the Inkling? He just walks around like Mr. Bean or something. <laughs> no, because because the other all these other characters are gonna talk in here. So yeah, I think I don't think that would actually work. All right, you know, I, I would I would actually appreciate not not that it would need to be the whole thing, but if he made an appearance and every time he went to go talk, somebody would interrupt him, so you never got to hear him talk anyway. I get sick of that <laughs> after the first two two gags. <laughs> I absolutely would get sick of that. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, that's going to be Spike. All I know about Spike from the Mario games is they were the, uh, they're like green characters that shoot Spike balls out of their mouth. So whether that's what they mean by Spike, or if it's a new character named Spike, I do not know. I I don't have those answers. Spike is not a Koopa Kid, but could be. Could be something of that. Maybe that'll be the actual villain, right? Like my idiot son trying to do some shit? Yeah. You know what I'm terrified of, though? And, and hear me out. And I'm, I'm speaking from uh, from experience. I I feel like this could be a movie that they make to promote Nintendo World or whatever. Yeah. And they're just going to slap a whole bunch of things in there. And it's not going to be good, but it's going to drive people to go. That's my feeling. I don't... There's going to be this one kid and he's like, I love... It's so bad. So bad. I don't think they need to drive people to Nintendo World. That's the thing. I don't think that's going to happen because I think people are already going to Nintendo World. So, yeah. I mean, maybe? I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I don't see that being the thing. We know Charles Martinet is going to have a cameo voice. Two more voices here. Uh, he's going to have cameo voices. Yes, he'll have 
probably several. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, who I love. Yep. He's going to be the voice of Kamek. That's the Magic Koopa on the broom. Mm-hmm. Messes with baby Mario. He's a real jerk. But Kevin Michael Richardson, fantastic voice actor. Everything he's in is fantastic. Was was the Joker in The Batman? The Batman. Ah, The Batman. Gotta get the monocle on. Which is a show that was rough in the first season, but by the end of the first season, you were like, okay, this show's gonna be good. There's a lot of shows that are like that. Alright, last voice we're gonna talk about, and this might actually be my personal favorite casting choice ever. Keegan Michael K as Toad, and that's friggin' awesome. Toad is gonna be the biggest sarcastic asshole, and I'm gonna love every minute of it. I cannot wait. So that means that Jordan Peele has to be in here somewhere. Please get Jordan Peele in this movie somewhere, please. Please, just be another Toad, and they just do the same stuff they did. In Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. A matter of uh, fact, it's probably the same roles and the same lines. It would still work. <laughs> yeah, just like, hey, remember those sketches you did where you were the, the two uh, car hops? <laughs> <laughs> remember those sketches? They were really cool. And you know, the ones that end with, and that's my shit! <laughs> just do like five of those. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the voice cast that we got that they've announced so far. Uh, we're getting this holiday twenty twenty or twenty two twenty twenty two. So we got some time, but we're getting it. We're getting it. I'm okay with this. I want this. I very much want this to be good, and I have actually I actually do have a lot of faith that this is going to be good. I genuinely do have a lot of faith. This is going to be pretty good. I hope so. They did great with it, Detective Pikachu, so it can only yeah. get better. I, I don't think... Here's the thing. I think at worst, it's going to be an average movie, and it's going to feel... I think the worst possible review that might come out of this is it's going to feel like it's empty, right? Like, it's just the Mario character showed up, did stuff you expected them to do, and saved the day. And people are like, oh, well, I mean, that's what I expected from it. Like, I feel like that would be a negative review that's going to come from this. I just don't see how this can actually be bad because it's going to be animated. It's going to feature actual characters and feature an actual Mario plot. They're not going to try to make it gritty and dark and underground and then also try to make it fun and family oriented at the same time and clash. That's a fantastic, if you can actually, there's a great YouTube video on that. It's uh, one of those retro gaming channels where they, they go over the Super Mario Brothers movie in depth and why it failed the way it did and i learned a lot of stuff from that that i thought was really fascinating i highly recommend that if anybody gets a chance to go on there and check that out you don't you mean dark fantasy for children is doesn't work because it sometimes does david bowie david bowie (laughs) exactly exactly david bowie would tell you that works out great (laughs) yeah so let's go. Let's go over the quick uh, the Nintendo Direct stuff here because I have a couple other opinions on some of these upcoming games I want to discuss. One of them, we are getting a 3D Kirby platformer, and I'm really, really excited for this. 
and it's on Earth after we've ruined everything. Basically, yeah. Like Kirby and abandoned shopping malls and everything. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I think that's going to be cool. I love the Kirby games. I think they're a ton of fun. And the last time we got a really good Kirby game has pretty has probably been a while. I never, been, uh, yeah, it was for the gimmicks, Super Nintendo. Right? Kirby Superstar. Yeah, they've all been gimmicks, right? They're like, what if he went to a world made of yarn? Yeah. He went to a world made of whatever. The Land of Chocolate with Homer Simpson. I don't think right. that happened, but... Mmm, chocolate. Mmm, chocolate. Yeah, so yeah, that's... No, has been a time. I liked Kirby 64 and the Crystal Shards, personally. I thought that game was a lot of fun, but the the big the big weakness that that game actually had was that when you would combine the abilities there were only x amount of combinations that you could get to and then eventually once you tried them all you're kind of like well what do i do now my favorite one though was you could combine the rock and the electric element and you would basically get a like a rock on a leash kind of thing with an electric wire and that thing would just mow through everybody <laughs> So I always really liked that ability personally. That also had a really cool final boss battle theme that we touched on when we talked about uh, our favorite boss theme songs on a previous episode. That had a really, really cool final boss theme. But yes, we're getting... Uh, so it's really good that we're getting Kirby stuff. We're getting the Castlevania... What's up? Kirby sucks. He does. Uh, we're getting Knights of the Old Republic on the Switch, and I'm totally getting that. Yeah, it's the old version. Doesn't matter. I'm so getting it. So don't get don't get your hopes up that it's the when brand new fancy version. For the Switch, and it's the old version. It's still fucking great. <laughs> I'm still getting it. Just don't get your hopes up thinking it's this brand new <laughs> sexified version. Sexified version. I like it. They have a Disney game coming out called Magical World 2, and it's almost like Animal Crossing for Disney characters. So my wife's really into that. We're probably going to be getting that. They also have a... This wasn't on the direct thing, but they they have like a Nintendog-style game coming out. And when my wife saw that, she was like, look, I'm finally going to own a second game for my Switch. Instead of the 800 hours of Animal Crossing she put in. Uh, Let's talk about Metroid Dread. Side-scrolling Metroid action. Eric, I know you gotta yes. be happy with this. I saw it, and I'm just... I'm, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Now I actually gotta go back and play Fusion and all that, because I didn't have a Game Boy at the time when those released. There are some classic stuff to actually get out of that, yeah. But, I mean, I think it looks great. What's up? It's a continuation of like the story. It's a, it was, so I have to know what the hell happened, who the Federation is. <laughs> to continue, right? I mean, I do World Wrestling to. Federation, <laughs> World Wildlife Federation. We're getting. There's going to be new Monster Hunter, new Bayonetta. Well, uh, the Monster Hunter is an expansion, right? So, oh yeah, that yeah. New Bayonetta, new Splatoon, which are popular franchises. We're going to get the new, the final Smash Brothers fighter. Is it going to be another outsider? The last one was a Tekken character. 
Is it going to be another outsider, or is it going to be Waluigi like everybody wants it to be? Find out in either in a week or in four weeks, because it's happening sometime in October. Yeah. Uh, Same with the announcement of more uh, New Leaf stuff. Yeah, they're doing. They're adding Brewster's Cafe, which is I didn't play that Animal Crossing game, so I don't. I just know that it's super popular, and everybody wanted it, and everybody's happy. So, great. I know you can make like coffee concoctions and everything. And coffee. Hey, don't you start. I'm looking forward to finally getting into some of these games at the end of the year. <laughs> Are you getting your own Switch finally? I'm gonna get a Switch for my birthday and or Christmas. Which and my birthday is oh, 10 days before 10 Christmas. 10 days so away, exactly. It's 10 days before Christmas, so... They might give me the Switch on my birthday and then everything else on Christmas. Or, the evil thing, give me all the games and extra stuff and then not give me the Switch. <laughs> I think I told that story yeah. on a previous episode, but that's how my parents trolled me with my Nintendo 64, the infamous Christmas of 96 when everybody else was getting one. I unwrapped Super Mario 64... And I'm like, oh, we don't have this system yet. And my mom's like, well, now you've got the game, so when we are able to get the the, the console, you already have the game. And I'm like, oh, cool, well, thanks. If you were a dumb kid, maybe you would have fallen for it. But it's just like, yeah, it's coming. When is it coming? When's right? it coming? And yeah, it came at the end of the presents. There was the hidden, yeah. the, the magic. It was the Buzz Lightyear in the closet. It was the Or, the hidden, the you know, present. what happened to me this last Christmas... When I figured, like, my play, my PS5 had been ordered, but it wasn't supposed to be here until maybe the 9th of January. And I went through the entire Christmas with nothing. And we're starting to get ready to have breakfast. And then my mom pulls up this one last box. And it's a PS5. It showed up, it showed up on the 23rd. They got it before I could hear the doorbell ring. <laughs> and then they hit it. <laughs> Even at... They hit it. In my grandmother's room. Dude, even at 38, Dan is still having kick-ass Christmases, all right? You're never too old to have a kick-ass Christmas. You're never too old, damn it. I want a PS5. <laughs> Can we discuss the uh, the N64 and Sega Genesis games we're going to get to play on our yes, Switches? If you, give them, if you give them slightly more money on Nintendo online. Oh, which I don't care. I hear people start, start to complain. I'm like, okay, first of all, Nintendo Online is $20 a month. That is... No, it's not. It's $20 else. a year. Oh, sorry, $20 a year. Sorry, yeah. $20 yeah. a year, which everyone else's is 60 And so they're just at, they're just adding some more games for different... What, so it's going to be like $25 a year? Even if they double the it. Even if they double it and make it 40 it's still less than their competitors. And plus so. you still get all those NES games and all those Super NES exactly. games. Exactly. And they're looking to... They already announced, like, five more games yeah. for the N64 that are coming relatively after, after soon. After the fact, yeah. They're starting off with Mario 64, Mario Kart, Star Fox 64, Yoshi Story, Ocarina of Time, Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario 64, and then two games I've never played before. Winback, Win Covert Operations, and yeah. Sin and Punishment. And then they already said, hey, yeah, yeah we said yeah, Majora's Mask and Majora's other stuff is coming. coming. They even showed footage of it. They're like, by the way, Majora's Mask. By the way, coming. you're going to get this. And then we're getting... I don't know what's taking them so long. Because, let's be real, it'll run on anything. I, I could play 64 games now on my phone if I really wanted to. 
Well, 64 emulation's been really... 64 uh, emulation's always been really shitty, depending on the game. So I'm I'm excited for this. But I'm loving the Sega library, too. Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcorps, Echo the Dolphin, if you want to rage a little bit while you're playing a game. But they're going to have Golden Axe on there, Fantasy Star 4, uh, Restar, or Rystar. I've watched Dan play that for a charity stream, I believe, years ago. Yes. If I remember correctly. Uh, Sonic 2, which we all know is the best Sonic. And, you know, tons of other stuff. Shinobi 3, Strider, Streets of Rage 2, Gunstar Heroes, Shining Force, and Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Whatever the hell that is. Poyo Poyo, whatever. Poyo Poyo. Poyo Poyo, no panic. Doki Doki. Yeah, it's a a different name in Japan. And they're like, Americans won't get Poyo Poyo. Let's make it a Sonic theme. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Doki like Doki Sonic. No Panic all over again. Or like in Pokemon when there's rice balls and they're like, let's make them donuts, even though that doesn't look anything like a friggin' donut. Mmm, donuts. Ah, nothing beats a jelly-filled donut. That's a rice ball, Brock. And if there's jelly in your rice ball, you're, you're in trouble. If there's jelly in your rice they ball, that's disgusting. You need to, like introduce different cultures and we'd actually have to go out and try to learn about it and shit but no it's almost like it's an american cartoon how dare you appropriate your culture this is how america does it oh my god so speaking of pokemon simpsons and all that i did mention this on the patron show and thanked everybody for their patience of we've suspended all the stuff that we were watching weekly which was my decision to make because we're all kind of... All three of us have fallen into new work schedules that we need to get used to. We all have a different career path now, and we all started it within, like, the same two months. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. We all just kind of took the thing here. We kept the nerd table going. So what I'm going to try to do uh, through October and everything as things are settling in, I'm going to start to try to incorporate some stuff back. Uh, we're going to do the patron show first because we got to give the patrons their content. And then I'm going to try to get Simpsons and Pokemon back in line here at some point. But uh, everybody's been really cool about it. And the other thing is I want to do more Chris Ranks the Universes. I wanted to do more straight shootings on the patron channel. You know, I want to I want to stream more, especially with October around the corner. Dan and I discussed doing uh, some horror game streams, although oh, some of the horror of games I'll be playing is how friggin' awful they are, because one of them is Friday the 13th on NES, one of the top ten worst video games of all time, according to many lists. But I'm going to torture myself with it. Uh, I have a calendar plan. Let me pull up the calendar here real quick. I'm just going to play whatever I get. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Alright, so I have a calendar plan starting Sunday, October 3rd through Saturday, October 9th. I'm going to do a daily stream for that week and make it Halloween themed for at least five of the seven days. Uh, at least the five weekdays are going to be something vintage Halloween. Uh, Randy, actually, who's hanging out in the chat with us here, he suggested a game called Monster House on the NES. So that's going to be on the list because that's a patron request. So I'll honor that one. I'm probably gonna, and I'm going to do Nightmare and Friday from the NES. Just because I've actually played the Nightmare on Elm Street platformer before, I actually think it's kind of a fun little platformer. I've made some decent progress in it before. I haven't beaten it, but I've done better than I would expect. I think I beat, like, 
four iterations of Freddy before I finally lost all my lives and continues and everything, so... And then the Friday the 13th game, everybody knows, is infamously bad, so I'm going to play it for a lark. And i got two other games I can pull in there. Maybe I'll do something Castlevania-themed, maybe something else quote-unquote horror-themed, hey, I don't know. I am doing Castlevania. You're doing Symphony of the Night. I've got, I'm doing, like, NES stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll throw some Super Nintendo What a horrible night to have a curse. No. No. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not doing that. Uh, but then Sunday the 3rd is kind of open. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do for that one just yet. Uh, Saturday the 9th is going to be the big one, though. I'm going to... to we're going to get this affiliation as strong as possible here and i'm gonna dive in and do an eight hour stream i'm gonna treat it like it's a work schedule so i'm probably gonna do like a nine to five style stream or something like that um and i'm just gonna go i'm gonna hook up the nintendo switch and just go through the switch library i'm gonna do my daily animal crossing stuff i'm gonna hop in on some mario i got a whole list a whole collection of games here uh we'll do some smash tournaments we'll do some Mario Karton, maybe I'll do some carts there. I got new Pokemon Snap. We'll throw that out there. Link's Awakening Remake, one of my favorite remakes ever. We're going to play some of that. And we'll go through and find some Mario Maker levels that people made. Uh, do some of the creative oh, ones that people do. Like, no, no, I'm not going to do like the, the stupid, insane... Not Kaizo, jump on all the spikes. Kaizo, no. Kaizo, whatever. <laughs> no, what people do is they actually create these really clever Zelda-themed levels where they're almost like you're solving a dungeon puzzle. You have to go certain ways through the level and find keys. And you, at some points you even turn into Link because they have that as an option. You turn into Link and the music changes and everything, and it's all the, the 8-bit sound effects from the NES game. It's friggin' awesome. And then I can load up the, the online play, the NES stuff, like... For eight hours, it's going to be easy. I mean, I've got Breath of the Wild. I've got Mario Odyssey. They're not sitting up here with me. I've got Dragon Ball Xenoverse. I've got Fighter Z. I have uh, 52 games, uh, the club games. You play some pool, do some bowling. So I've got no limit to what I can do. And eight hours will fly by when you're playing a video game. You guys know that. I'm sure you've... You've unintentionally done eight hours of gaming before, whether you intended to or not. I mean, yeah, I own own civilization, so I can attest to that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But what I want to do is, for that long stream and everything, I'm going to hang out on our Discord channel. And I'm going to let people come in and chat with me while we're playing like I've done in the past. And I'm probably going to need that, because that is going to be a lot of hours to just play and talk to the talk to you guys i mean i'll be talking to the people through the microphone but it's a one-sided conversation because even if you if people are hanging out and chat with me i still have to stop and pause and read and everything so if anybody wants to hang out even if you can't hang out for long you come in for a couple minutes here and there jump in chat with me that would be cool and i'll see what else is out there that we can we can play but i'll just i'll just have the switch hooked up for that day and it'll just be a big old switch. It'll be switch on Twitch. We'll, we'll call it switch on Twitch. But because your daily Animal Crossing stuff, I generally only play Animal Crossing for about thirty minutes or so a day, because that's all it pretty much takes to run through. See well, who you're yeah, daily- once you've done all that. <laughs> yeah, once stuff. you've done all the stuff. Because I, I I log in, I talk to all my neighbors, I gift people stuff, I. See if there's anything I want to buy. I dig up my fossils. I plant my money tree. 
uh, whoever my visitor is, I do their quest if it's something I want to do that day. I've been leaving the drunk-ass birds on the beach, washed up, face down in the sand. Because I'm just, I'm just, okay. <laughs> just kind of tired of doing their fetch quests. So I just kind of stopped with that. And then uh, friggin' Rald tried to move on me today, my little jock penguin. He's like, I don't want to live on this island anymore. And I'm like, the hell, you're not moving. Shot that shit down real quick. You gotta get him stirred. I know. I think well, there is a steward, actually. about the economy, you can't afford to leave now. <laughs> I would say we're, we're. I would say we're not getting political, but that's not really political. That's kind of the truth. Everyone's. Everyone just make all these jokes that they're that they're just gonna like spit roast rolled, and it never happens. Just, uh, there is. There's not a Stuart, but there is a stew. Stew the cow. Uh, sure. And I don't, I don't care for the bovine villagers. That's uh, that's stew. It's kind of hard because of the, the glare on the light and everything. But that's stew. That's stew the cow. Uh, I don't, I don't give a shit about the cows. Sorry. There is a fantastic video that I watched on YouTube. Somebody ranked all 391 villagers based on their edibility factor. Jeez, was it that guy I talked about before? What's his face? Uh. I don't know. He has a British accent. Is that him? No, he's not British. Well, he's got, or he's got some kind of a, a, a UK accent. But yeah, yeah. Like he's like, so what's the lowest a villager can score? Well, that's a zero because there's three villagers made of metal, and then there's stitches, the stuffed bear. And they're like, you can't, you literally can't eat them. So no. And then he actually created a scale based on it. It was edibility factor based on the species. So like. The cats, dogs, and hamsters would score the lowest because they're household pets, but the highest would be, like, the bovine, the chickens, the the pigs, the farm animals, the livestock that you would eat. And then, like, if their name had a factor that factored into food, that would increase their edibility factor. So, like, uh, Meringue the rhino, who looks like a strawberry shortcake and has a strawberry for a horn, was in the top ten. So I found the video. It's all 391 Animal Crossing villagers ranked by edibility, and it is on backseat. Backseat, yep. Uh, when we start doing reaction videos and stuff, I might make you guys watch that, because <laughs> it's just really funny. But then there's other factors, too, like if a, if a villager looks more generic, that factored into their edibility scale, but if they're really, really cute or really, really hideous, it takes them down a peg. Oh, you're too cute. I don't want to eat you. Yeah, or, oh, God, you're hideous. You're nightmare fuel. I'm not eating that. Like Petro the sheep, who's got clown makeup on. They're like, we don't advise eating this much makeup. You don't want to eat him, even though he is a sheep and they are edible. So I, I, got, a, I got a real kick out of that video. This Dude, the stuff that people come up with just friggin' cracks me up all the time. Uh, I've talked to my friend Megan about doing a couple of Animal Crossing videos for the channel, doing like like Chris Ranks the Universe style stuff with Animal Crossing. Uh, one thing we discussed was ranking the NPC characters in the game, not the actual villagers, but like the Tom Nooks and Isabels and the, the visitors that you get, and who's the worst, who's the best. And I, we all collectively agreed that the most useless ones are the ones that you just ignore when they come to your town because you don't give a shit about them. But then the cool ones are like Celeste, the owl, because she's an owl. And she shows up when you have shooting stars, and she's cute. So she's the best. And I'll fight people on that one. Okay. I, I want to do a ranking of, like, the best 
the worst to best fighters in like fighting franchises. Like if all right, so if you guys were gonna play Street Fighter, who would be the best fighter and who's the worst fighter? Uh, sorry, Dan, but Dan is the worst fighter. <laughs> yeah, he was made purposely to suck because it was a commentary uh, on another video game. <laughs> I think if we have to go like based on their story, it'd be Akuma. Yeah, you're not an M Bison guy. Yeah. Back scratch up. M Bison would come like second to Akuma. Akuma is a legend. Like, well, he so wants to defeat Shang Long in order to survive. Yeah, and then in order for uh, Ryu to like even be equal or come close to Akuma, he had to go full fucking evil <laughs> to do it. Uh, I want to do a ranking of all the Zelda games from worst to best. We already know the CDI games would be at the bottom, but like. What is actually the best Legend of Zelda game? Because there's currently three Legend of Zelda games that come up in that conversation. Two of them are the ones that you would expect, Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time. But Breath of the Wild gets thrown up there quite a bit. And depending on whose list you're reading, Breath of the Wild is sometimes number one over those two games. So Breath of the Wild would be my number one if... I didn't hate the weapon system. If they had permanent weapons, because I don't even mind switching. Like, if I, oh, this, you know, flame halberg is better against ice creatures and you're fighting a, a lot of ice creatures, it would give you purpose. I need purpose to switch weapons, not because, ah, fuck, my stick broke. <laughs> now I need to find another stick. <laughs> is, the, is the Master Sword in Breath of the Wild? Yes. Does it break? It does, but it regenerates. But it doesn't... And Maybe I'm missing something, but it doesn't tell you when it regenerates. You'll just go through your inventory one uh, one time, and you're like, Motherfucker, I had this sword available? <laughs> and then what it does... What it does is it keeps you from using the Master Sword because you don't want to waste it on trash. You want to save it for like these occasions <laughs> but then those occasions now it it, it it amplifies the potion hoarding mentality you know what i mean oh i'm gonna save this potion for a boss and then by the end no, of you're like, not fantasy, you never use the potions you know. you're just full of potions yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you make it to the have, game have it you watched any of my pokemon too. streams since i started playing ultraviolet the the fire red hack on uh uh, on our Twitch channel, because I was all excited when I found I found the code in Bill's house to get Mew. So now I've got Mew on my team, and I'm all excited to have Mew. But, like, I go into these battles, and I'm like, I need all these potions to make it through Mount Moon. And then I don't use one potion in Mount Moon, because I'm just like, shit, you guys are getting weak. I'm just going to backtrack to the Pokemon Center now, so I don't waste my potions. Like, it's the worst mentality ever, but it's how every role-playing game person plays their role-playing games. Exactly. So the Master Sword, after it breaks, it takes 10 minutes of actual in-game play. Okay. So just go stand so in the corner. If, so if you're paused or in a menu, it does, it's not counting. But Yeah, just go stand in a safe spot and just stand there. Let it regenerate. Yeah, that sounds like fun. When we play a Zelda game, just stand somewhere for 10 minutes. You just, you just get up and take a piss or something. Jeez, like, get Make a, a snack. snack. Get a snack. Get a cookie. Play with the dog. 
Can occupy yourself for ten minutes, Eric? What kind of no? You are such a gamer. <laughs> you are such a gamer. <laughs> can occupy yourself without the game for ten minutes. That is that is a gamer right there. Yeah. Well, that's fixing to be my first bad. Zelda game. Anyway. So. <laughs> Breath of the Wild or Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Is fixing to be my first Zelda game. So it's going to be a Breath of the Wild too. Is that the first time we've had a direct sequel since the original Zelda Two? I think so, right? Maybe there yeah. hasn't been another yeah, like two. I think I, I I don't know how I feel about it, right? Because like. For the people who have never played Breath of the Wild, would they need to play it to understand what's going on? How right. is it a continuation? First off, because spoilers, you kind of beat Ganon in that game. Or did you not, really? Or is this going to be a prequel? How the fuck did you get unconscious? How did you end up there? Well, Is this for the calam- uh, calamity? The, the way that they use the game system... Twilight Princess was basically a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time, storyline-wise. How everything turns out in it. But, of course, Ganon's still around, so you didn't actually beat him. And, I mean, like, you beat him in Wind Waker, and you literally drive a sword through his skull. So, how did he come back from that? You drove the sword through his skull. So the way I like to look at like the Zelda games, it is literally the same story being told, but maybe through different like people or civilizations. I think that's what it know? is, right? It's always a different link in yeah. a different time frame. Yeah, there, it's Just... always the same story, and it's always the same thing, but depending on like who's telling that story, because it's always Link, the Master Sword somewhere. Ganon. Get the Triforce. Yeah, and then the Triforce, and then how they're all connected and shit like that. What was the last thing? Was the Triforce a big factor in Breath of the Wild? When's the last time they really utilized the Triforce as a thing? Because a lot of the games have their own thing going on now. It was mentioned. It was mentioned, but not the fact that it was like the Triforce. Yeah. They would say stories of like, um, the ability of power and stuff like that, and when they're 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 mentioning power, they would show Ganon out in the background, and then they'd be like, and then wisdom, and then they would show Princess Zelda, and then courage, and that's when, like, it would show Link. So they mention the the forces behind the Triforce and show images of who they represent in that world. And that's why I don't think Ganon could ever be defeated because he is a piece of the Triforce. He is. I thought you were going to say world. he's a piece of trash. And I was like, wow. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going with that when you're like, he's a piece of. I'm like, what's he about to say here? Yeah, to destroy the other two pieces? Do I get to destroy all the Horcruxes first? It's a Horcrux. Yeah. Is I, it? I, I mean, I feel like it's the world itself. Like, it is it, now. You need all three. It is now. It's a damn three. Horcrux. The dangable Horcrux. Well, but that's the other thing. Like, I mean, most of the Zelda games, they do their own thing. You know, Minish Cap is the story of how Link got his green cap. 
the Oracle games and Link's Awakening all deal with other lands entirely. Majora's Mask deals with another land entirely. And it's the world ending because the friggin' moon is collapsing onto the planet. So, dawn of the last day, 24 hours remain. So I like that they're doing different stuff there. Twilight Princess had nothing to do with the with the Triforce. Uh, Wind Waker, I don't think, was Triforce involved in Wind Waker or no? You, yeah, weren't you finding Triforce pieces in the ocean? I didn't play Wind Waker, that's why I'm asking. I believe so. I think you were finding Triforce pieces in the ocean. Okay. I, I um, But I don't think it was like a major component. I can't remember. And then there's Triforce Heroes, but that's non-canon, so... And Hyrule Warriors, but that's non-canon. So, that's a thing, too. Yeah, I guess it really just depends on what they decide to do with the lore at that time. I mean, that's kind of why I've liked some of the Mario games where they did actually break the mold, and it wasn't just rescuing the princess for the umpteenth time. You know, like... Mario Sunshine had a different thing going on. Mario 3D World, you're not rescuing the princess. You're playing as the princess if you want to. Games that break the mold can be a lot of fun, but then at the same time, sometimes you got to get back to what made it fun. You know, they went through a ton of Mario games without the classic power-ups. Get a mushroom, get a fire flower and everything. Then they just added that stuff back and it was cool because it made sense. I need to finish Odyssey. Odyssey is great. I made it. I made it to the desert planet or desert world. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm sure. With all I've the wacky creatures and sombreros. Yeah, you. I've said it before, and I always get like the whole Anakin thing, but I fucking hate deserts. In games, it doesn't matter. I just hate them. So I got it. I got up to that, and I was just like, "Nope, I'm out," and I stopped playing. Most people hate the water level. Eric hates the desert level. I do. I do fucking hate You have level. to get back into it, though, and you have to get to New Donk City, though, because that is the coolest <laughs> level ever. My favorite level in... It, it, maybe we should do a ranking of, like, the coolest Mario levels, but the New Donk City party level is one of the coolest things ever, where you're, you're switching back and forth. Yeah, Jump Up Superstars playing, and you're switching back and forth between the 3D aspects... And the 2D aspects, and you actually battle 2D Donkey Kong. And you're essentially doing, yeah, you're doing Donkey Kong. You're doing Donkey building. Kong stuff, but you're also running up the up the wall, and you're running on the ceiling, and you're just tripping balls. And then when you finally get to Pauline, you just stand there, and Mario dances with her while she performs. You can stay there as long as you want until you collect the moons. Once you get to New Donk City, I was like, I don't even want to beat this level. I want to stay here forever. There's also a really badass dragon battle, because, like... The thing with Mario Odyssey is they do a lot of realistic-looking stuff that contradicts Mario, and you fight a dragon that looks like friggin' Smog from Lord of the Rings, and he's got electric powers, and he's friggin' huge, and you have to do the the butt stomp and everything on his head, but you gotta, like, run up the dragon to scale him to get up there. It's friggin' awesome. It's also crazy, because, like, there's a new Donk City course in the golf game they added, like, a week or two into after it came out. Yeah. It's it's so different from the rest of the game. New Dog City's in uh, Smash Brothers, and you can get Jump Up Superstar as one of the songs that plays if you go to the level. And you go up the big Empire State Building-style building, and you better be on the platform when it starts moving or you're losing a life. Because Smash Brothers is a battle royal to knock you off the edge. 
Oh, is it like the F-Zero stage? Yeah, where the platform moves. It goes up and down. It goes up to the next level, then it settles, and then it warns you that it's going to move again. And you're just like, well, you better get on the damn platform and go. All I know is that if they make Waluigi the new, the, the final fighter, I'm going to do nothing but play as Waluigi for like a week straight. It's not going to be Waluigi, though. What they said when they do their direct, which I think is coming up in like a week or so, they said they're going to reveal who the player is and how to play as them, which makes me think it's going to be something interesting, like a unique style character that would have a different play style. So that wouldn't be a standard Waluigi-type character. Maybe they made Waluigi the best. So you got a, there's a learning curve to get to play as him. But I'm trying to think, like, who could possibly show up in a video game that would require a learning curve to learn how to play as them? What's a Goku. video game? It's not going to be Goku. I, I, I said to somebody, and I may have actually said it on the show, I was like, I really want the last fighter to be John Cena. Because I think that would be the greatest thing ever. Just just have it be invisible, too. Just, <laughs> so you don't even know where your character is. Yeah. It's just the, like, your player's here, and it just moves across. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you still always have the arrow there, but... It would, I would I would make it John Cena versus Bowser versus Ganon versus Ridley. DDD, just throw all the villains out there and just and Mewtwo. And just have John Cena friggin' do this to Mewtwo. <laughs> it's not going to be Goku. It's not going to be John Cena. Although that would be friggin' awesome. I'd be cool with that. Who, like, who would you want it to be? And from what universe? Waluigi. Everybody wants it to be Waluigi. But if it has to be another guest-style character, I'm trying to think of another big franchise that would benefit from having a character in there. Did they bring Snake to this one? Yeah, everybody's in it. Okay. That was actually the selling point of Smash Ultimate, was every character who was ever playable was going to be in it. So... That's why, like, Dr. Mario is back, even though it's just Mario throwing pills instead of fireballs. And all the Echo... They have a ton of Echo Fighters. Like, they got Daisy, even though it's just Peach with a different moveset. I mean, hmm. I want it to be Slippy Toad so I can beat the crap out of him. I'd be down with that. But it's also the last character, so it has to be something big. It has to be... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. It has to be something big. And what are some of the biggest video game franchises out there right now that would that could be in a game like this? Like... I mean, Tekken's not exactly a uh, a game made specifically for kids. It's a more adult fighting style game, but they oh, still well, have a in that case. Just fucking put Kratos in there. Kratos, <laughs> God of War. Fuck yeah! Yeah, <laughs> you know, would definitely need a. You character. know, it would be a crazy character to put in there, and it would work because it's been on all the Nintendo consoles. Maxwell the from hand? Scribblenauts. He just creates stuff with his notepad. That's why you need the you need the extra stuff because you need to know exactly. You got to know how to play as him. What you can Here's do? Here's how you play: you go pick up a, a used Wii U controller because you're gonna need it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And draw whatever you need. You gotta write down. So here's an article that predicts who the last they have. They have five fighters on here that it could be. Um. The the big ones they're predicting would be Sora, which would make sense. 
Although, Sora would probably fight a lot like Cloud anyway, so I don't see that being a character you'd need to learn as. Waluigi, which everybody wants. Uh, Jonesy from Fortnite. Of course, Goku's on there. Fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> of course, uh, Tifa's on there. Because we got to get some Final Fantasy VII rep. I mean, putting Sephiroth in there was pretty cool. That was that was a unique addition. And then, of course, the big one is Master Hand. If it's going to actually be Master Hand, you can play as him. So I, yeah, I'd be down with that. And there are rumors bad. that there has been a leak that uh, it will be Sora, but of course, that's completely unconfirmed. If you're gonna get Sora in there, then give me Gino. <laughs> yeah. Here's the At least thing. give me a character that already exists in the Mario. So here's here's my thing. Um, you can choose an avatar for your character when you sign up for Smash Online. And the avatars are all the fighters, and then a couple of select characters from the various franchises that you can pick to be your avatar. One of the avatars is Gino. So what's the actual problem? You can put oh, his likeness in avatar. the game. Why can't he be a playable character? Contracts. My favorite, though, was the the, uh, the Mario RPG reference they did when they did the, uh, the Honest trailer for Smash Ultimate, which is already dated because Banjo-Kazooie was the newest fighter at the time, and that's clearly outdated. But they're like, the guy goes, sorry, dorks, they're not going to put in Gino, the talking puppet man. They're going to put in Booster. Where's my Booster stands at? No like, one that's a reference. Booster. Now that's a reference from Mario RPG, because there's a character that was in literally nothing else. So, I don't know. It, it's it's a cool prediction, but who could you... Is Mega Man in the game? I don't, I, yes, I don't Mega Man's in the game. Mega Man is in the game. Do they have cover art Mega Man? No, they do not. They have they actual Mega Marvel Man. Versus Capcom. Yeah. No, they don't have a... Uh... Good God. They the fat guy. The fat guy with a gun. Yeah, Sonic's in there. Uh, he's the only Sonic character. You can actually sort it by, by franchise and they'll tell you... Okay, what. so maybe maybe we get... Kintober himself. Maybe get what? Robotnik. Robotnik, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Banjo-Kazooie was the cool addition that they threw in there, because... Kintober. The Banjo-Kazooie reveal trailer was great, too, because it's, uh... It's Donkey, Diddy Kong, and King K. Rule, like, sleeping in their house, and you see a shadow, and it looks like Banjo-Kazooie, so you'd mark out. And then it's the Duck Hunt dog. It's the dog and the duck... And they do a fake out, and then Banjo Kazooie actually show up and take out the dog. And I'm like, okay, that was pretty funny. And like, I thought the duck hunt dog was already in there. Duck hunt dog is in there. That's why it, the fake out was hysterical. By the way, what if what if they do stadium games and it's the pad? <laughs> I mean, I guess they could. Maybe it'll be the AVGN. And his. What if it is the hand, but this time it's actually the power glove, like the original Nintendo power glove? I'd mark the hell out for that. I, I would mark the hell out for that. I'd be down with that. Yeah, the uh, 
here's like they have like eight fire emblem characters in there and then they just have captain falcon there aren't there other f-zero characters <laughs> like the characters are actually what f-zero is about it's really weird because it's a racing game but the characters are very character driven and full out yeah but there also hasn't been a full-scale F-Zero game in forever either, so... Well... What, GameCube, I think? There was an F-Zero game? That's the last one. Yeah. Here's the other thing. When they did the request trailer, right? And they said, who are the most requested characters from these franchises that you want in the next Smash Brothers game? There were four responses, and three of them made it in. King K. Rule. Ridley, and Isabel. You know who the fourth one was? Wav Luigi. And he was the number one request. So I think this is a huge tease and it actually is going to be Waluigi. Because why wouldn't they honor that at that point? They put the other three in, so what's the difference? They put in the friggin' Piranha Plant, but not Waluigi? The Piranha Plant sucks too. It makes no sense. It shouldn't be able to move. They just it, it just jumps around in its little pipe, and it, it, it is a piranha plant. It was free, though, so I guess that's how they got around that. But, like, here's a free character for you. It's a piranha plant. Like that? That's cool. Thanks. Also, I love that alternate suits on Smash Brothers characters are different colors. So if you pick the female Pokemon trainer, her Charizard, Ivysaur, and Squirtle are all shinies. Because that's the first oh, really? alternate color scheme that you get is, is the shiny color scheme, and I'm just like, okay, well, I can I can work with this. I can I can work with this. So and, here's a question from somebody on the outside that's about to be on the inside: How much money to get all of the Smash characters if I get the game? There's only the one thing you have to. The, there's only the one expansion pack you have to download, the Ultimate Pass, and okay. you get everything. And I don't remember exactly what it was because it's yeah, been a while means, since I ordered it. And then I think the pass is thirty. I think yeah, I think the pass is thirty, and then you just get everything with it. So, and I, what I'm doing is I'm just waiting for the last character to release, and then they normally do like an ultimate bundle thing, and they release all the you, you can get the entire game for like sixty or seventy bucks, or whatever. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, the uh, if you have the fighter pass now, you're getting all the characters anyway. I just have to... When the character releases, I just have to do the update, and the character's there when I log there's in. There's two fighter passes? I think there's two. Okay. Yeah. The first one... One is, is the, 25, and the other's 30. Yeah. but And that comes with the extra stages, the extra game modes, the uh, the extra music and everything. So you get you get a pretty decent little... So it's essentially buying the game toys. Basically, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, you don't have to get it, but... I say so. Fighter Pass contains all five Challenger Packs. Joker? I'm guessing that's from Persona. That is not that Joker, correct. It is Persona That's the Persona Joker. Hero? Whoever the fuck that is. That's Dragon Quest. And there's like four. The hero's like the generic Dragon Quest character that you create. So there's um, there's four different iterations of the hero that you can use, but they all fight pretty much the same. We get Banjo and Kazooie. Banjo and Kazooie. Yep. Terry Bogard and other SNK stuff 
with him. Terry's actually kind of fun to play as. I enjoy Byleth with more fire emblems. Yeah, and that's another one of the the male and female iterations, just like Robin. And uh, there's another one. There's another fire emblem character that has a male and female version. And then the bigger pack too will contain six challenger packs. Oh, they have the challenger packs are actually fun. Seven through eight haven't been announced yet. They're still invited over this. Challenger packs are kind of fun. Six includes Min Min. From ARMS. Yeah, Min Min from the ARMS game. Are you up to the next one, or...? It's like the last thing listed on this thing. This, the details for the second thing is not much. I guess they haven't updated it oh. in like a year or two. Uh, there's Minecraft Steve slash Steve Alex, and Alex. Yeah, slash so zombie like slash, slash Enderman. Sephiroth Steve, is on the second one. Kazuya yep. Pyro slash Mithra. Yep. Sephiroth. Steve and Alex. Min Min. Byleth. Terry Bogard, Banjo and Kazooie, Hero, Joker, Piranha Plant. Yep. Are you up? Yep. I mean, some of them are a lot of fun to play as. So that's what's listed as as individual buys. They're all six books each. Because you're not you're getting the character, then you're getting their stage, and you're getting like a couple songs. Yeah, you get a whole bunch of stuff out of it. If you play as Bowser Jr., all the alternate costumes are the other Koopa Kids. So you can technically play as any one of the Koopa Kids that you want. So if Ludwig is your Koopa Kid, you can play as Ludwig if you really want to. They all just play the same. They play exactly the same because they're all in the little clown cars and everything. Because I'm not, I'm not a fighting game person. but I'm not either, but I love this game. And then you can play as the Pokemon Trainer and switch between Charizard or, and... Ivysaur and Squirtle, or you can just say screw it and just be Lucario or Greninja or Incineroar <laughs> and just wreck everybody. If you really want to, that's your other your alternate combination there. Or you could play as Pichu, but nobody plays as Pichu because Pichu is the single worst character in the game. You hurt yourself. It damages you itself and it's the weakest character. Pikachu, on the other hand, is god tier. Pikachu is a god tier character in Smash Brothers. Like if you if you get if you get good as Pikachu or as Kirby, you're gonna just destroy everybody. And all those psychos who got really good with Jigglypuff and wreck everybody in the online tournaments, you guys just want to watch the world burn at that point. Imagine playing a Sephiroth and getting your ass handed to you by a Jigglypuff. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> and it happens. And it happens because people pick Jigglypuff as their character. And I just... The videos of them just wrecking people. It's like, I'm going to play a Sephiroth. Like, yeah, well, guess what? I'm going to kill you. That's that's something else. Also, Mr. Game & Watch sucks ass, too. As a character. Oh, I'm going to go walk the pup. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to cut it short. Uh, that's fine. We recorded, what, an hour and a half-ish? Yeah, we've been recording for about 90 minutes. 
We've been live for an hour and 27 minutes. So if you want to cut out, or you could go walk the dog and come back, and there'll just be an empty screen with you not in it until you sure, decide to well, make your... This dog does not like to use the bathroom. He'll like <laughs> go through, sniff the grass, eat the leaves, uh, do everything except use the bathroom until I, I have to like bring him, uh, bring her back in. It's and like it's a little version of you. It's like it's a little version of you with it, with the, with the attention all over the place, and you don't know where to go look. All over. Well, this live episode right. was special because this was our apology for recording so late to everybody. So we're glad you guys were able to tune in and join us. We will be back next week, hopefully on the regular schedule. Um, I didn't get to do any plugs because I can't mess around with my computer screen too much and all my plugs are written down. But I'm going to put Mr. Adrian Cotton's business link in the description of the episode when I upload the audio. So you can check that out. Shout out to all of our patrons and our partners. You guys are awesome and we, we love you. Keep it up. And yeah, you've you've heard some announcements on here. Uh, if you guys are watching this on Twitch, please subscribe to the channel and watch Dan and I go through our some spoop streams. We're gonna get spoopy with the streams, and I'm looking into two requests. Uh, the other one was Manhunt, which Dan said is in the Steam Store, the original one, and that's not on the Twitch ban list. So I actually can download it and play it, and I will. So yeah, Twitch has a ban game. Yeah, because it's adults only. Manhunt Two is adults only. You can't play those games. Oh. Like I, I can't play okay. the Atari porn games on here. Not that I would ever play those, because I'm really clamoring to play Custer's Revenge. But yeah, we're not. We won't be doing that. So, but we appreciate you guys. As always, this is a shorter episode, and it did come out a little later. But we did it live. Uh, not too much activity in the chat room, not too much to interact with here, but we'll maybe try to even that up a little bit down the line here. But we'll see you guys back here next week and try to get back on schedule. So, deuces. Everybody wave goodbye. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at ckccradio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.